Okay. So Jacob and Esau, so the two natures of positive and negative are in us. What are those two natures? Positive and negative. That's it. Now, within the positive and the negative, there's always a neutral. That's what the child is. So even though we're a twin, there's always all things are possible within the twin. All things are possible within the duality. Well, Christ is the child. And all things are possible through Christ. And all things are possible to them that believe. So what are the two natures of positive and negative? Negative can only receive a positive. Uh-huh. Positive can only receive a negative. Uh-huh. Adam and Eve, when they were eaten from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, she saw that it was good. And when he ate, they saw they were naked. So until the positive part ate, they couldn't even see that they were naked. They couldn't see the negative yet. So if you look throughout the scripture, you're going to see Cain and Abel, Jacob and Esau, Isaac and Ishmael, Rachel and Leah. You're going to see all these twos that show up and they all have something in common. One is bond or slave. Another one's free. One is law and one is love. And what did the first word of God that came to God and came to man was through the Ten Commandments. It was law. And then comes Christ, love. love. The first Adam was the living soul. The second Adam is a life-giving spirit. So the living soul likes the law. It wants, give me, right, tell me what's wrong so I don't do it, so you'll love me. And Jesus said, I don't, I don't hear anything unless I hear my father. I don't say anything unless I hear my father say it. I don't do anything unless I hear my fa- see my father do it. Why? He didn't rely on the knowledge of good and evil. He relied on the voice of God. Adam and Eve relied on the knowledge of good and evil. So both natures are in you. One nature wants to rely on God. The other nature says, no, no, tell me what to do and I'll do it. Tell me how to be good. Tell me what not to do. And that nature that wants to know what to do and what not to do likes to rule. Yes. Well, as long as you let that nature rule, guess what you're going to get? You're going to have anxiety. You're going to have curse after curse, whatever the curses are. You cannot be blessed. Why? Because you're living under the law. However, when you come out from under the law because you've had enough of it, and you figured out it don't work, and you're miserable, and you're tired of it, come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Then what happens is you say, you know what, God? My eyes don't work. My ears don't work. I know of nothing. I'm just going to enter into this holy place, and I'm going to ask you to bless me. That's how I feel right now. Yeah. That's, that is your Esau and Jacob. So let's talk a little bit about Esau and Jacob. Esau said... Give me your bowl of soup and I'll give you my identity. Isn't that a weird trade? Very. I'll give you my heritage. He basically said, don't let me suffer and I'll be what you want me to be. Guess what we do? Tell me what clothes to wear so you'll like me. Tell me what color my hair should be so you'll like me. What if I wear my makeup like this? What if I have this job? What if I have that job? What if I drive this car? What if I drive that car? Somebody love me. Love me, love me. Please love me. Just don't let me suffer. Here, I'll give up my identity. Don't let me suffer. That's the Esau nature. Now, people will tell you, yeah, but that old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Well, guess what? Christ died before the foundations, but years later, he had to actually die. Okay? So I know that all things have become new, like by the word, but it's still got to manifest. And Ephesians 1 through 4 says, put off the old man. Well, why would it tell you to put it off if it was already done away with? 
It wouldn't. So what it's saying is by faith it's already done away with, but you still got to put it off. Yeah. Okay? So how do you put off the old man? First of all, you have to recognize it. Meaning like if you have anxiety. Yeah. Okay. Well, meaning like your nature. I'm going to show you your nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the nature of Esau is don't let me suffer. I will do anything, just don't let me suffer. I'll even give you my heritage, my identity. Just fix my pain. Don't let me have anxiety. Don't let me have suffering. Don't let me have rejection. Don't let me have abandonment. Don't let me feel any of those things. Make me feel good. God, make me feel good. That's why I came to you, so I can feel good. Well, that's the Esau nature. And God says, put that off. Now, Jacob, on the other hand, was a liar and a thief. Put hair on his arms and glued it on there so he could lie to his daddy and say, bless me, I'm Esau. I, didn't, I don't think I've heard that. Yeah, that's what he did. Him and his mother concocted oh. a plan while Esau was out in the field hunting. And he tricked his daddy into thinking he was Esau because he, he refused to give up his heritage. Now, the Bible says, God says, Esau have I hated. Jacob have I loved and Esau have I hated. I thought, God, that's not fair. Why would you hate the poor yeah. guy Esau when his brother Jacob's one who stole from him? So for years I had that question. I was like, this just does not, doesn't make sense to me. So one day God showed me. He said, Angela, look what he gave up and look what he traded it for. He traded a bowl of soup for his identity. Jesus, on the other hand, suffered for 40 days and refused to eat or, and refused to be protected and refused to bow down to everything all because of his identity. So how did that happen? John the Baptist baptizes Jesus. He comes straightway out of the water. A dove lands on him. Heaven's open and says, This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. And then straight away the Spirit of God led him into the wilderness to be tested of the devil. Mm -hmm. Okay, now, people taught me growing up that he was tested to eat, tested for protection to test God, and tested for... Wealth. It's not what God showed me. God said the temptation was if you are the Son of God, then He won't let you go hungry. He won't let you suffer. If you are the Son of God, He'll protect you. He won't let bad things happen. Yeah, that, that's what I've always heard. If you are the Son of God, then, um, well, the last one was still temptation. Let me put it this way. When the devil tempted him and said, bow down to me and I'll give you all this stuff. Remember I told you a while ago, a slave and a child is treated the same even yeah. though the child is master of all. Well, if he believed he was a slave and had to bow down to anything, he would not have known that all that was already his. See, the devil didn't have it to him to give to him. People say, oh, the devil had authority over it because Adam lost it and the devil could have given it to him. Nope, that's not the temptation. The temptation is... Either you know you're the son of God or you still think you're a slave. Yeah. And if you know you're the son of God, then you know all this already belongs to you and I can't tempt you with what's already yours. Right. See, so Jacob yeah. was willing to die, cheat, steal, whatever to keep his identity as a son. And Esau was willing to give up his sonship for a bowl of soup. Oh. So will your Esau ever disappear? Here's your answer. No. He's not going to disappear as long as your flesh is here. And I used to hate Esau. But Jacob, after he came to himself and he realized what he had done was wrong and he wanted to be restored to his brother, 
he goes back to his homeland. And he stops at a place called Peniel. Guess what's in the middle of your brain? Yeah, the pineal gland. Yeah, pineal gland. So he goes to that place and he lays his head on a rock. So incredible. Yeah, so incredible. Ugh. And he's realizing, I was a thief. I need to restore, I need to accept Esau. Now people get mad at me because you can't accept your Esau self. Really? How about love your enemies? So he restores himself to Esau. And when he comes to that conclusion that he needs to repent and give back to his brother what he stole from him, God changes his name to Israel. Mm -hmm. He goes from a liar, cheater, supplanter to Israel. Like is the truth, mm -hmm. is no longer lying. Now God still called him both. God changed Abraham's name, Sarah's yeah. name, Paul's name, changes people's name. But the one name he changed, he never went back. He, he called Jacob both. He never called Sarah and Sarah. Again, he called her Sarah, period. Abraham, period. But Jacob, when even when he was blessed, he blessed him as Jacob and he blessed him as Israel. Why? Yeah, because why? those natures are still there. The truth is in you, but there's also a measure of darkness that's in you. There is a part of you that will always say, rescue me. The question is, are you willing to give up your identity? Or will you say, no, I am my father's daughter. And I refuse to give up my identity. And though he slay me, yet will I serve him. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, yeah. Jesus, Daniel, Jeremiah, all the major prophets, they would not bow to anything other than God is my God. God is my Father. Even if they, even if they had to get tortured, it didn't yeah. matter. Yeah. That's the attitude that you have to have to, to put off the old man. When you have the attitude, I refuse to give up my identity. And Esau, thank you for showing me that every time I run from pain, I'm really running from truth. And so what you do is, I used to hate my Esau. I was like, oh, my nature, I just want to get rid of it. Yeah. And God said, Angela, don't you understand, without that nature, you'd be full of pride. And you would think more highly of yourself than you ought to. Yeah. And you would rise up and you wouldn't need me anymore. I said, God, are you telling me that Esau helps me to know I need you? He said, absolutely, because all things are possible to you now. And once all things become possible to you and you can walk in the fullness of who you are, pride is sneaky. Pride is stealth. It's, it deceived Adam and Eve. It'll deceive you. But Esau, if you understand that that nature is in the flesh... It will keep you humble yeah. and you'll have the fear of the Lord. And that's the beginning of all wisdom. Yeah. So I tell my friends, people that I work with, I say, when, when Esau shows up and they, <laughs> and they fall flat on their face, and I'll say, well, let's look at what was happening before you fell. And then we start looking for the pride. And guess what? It's always, always there. there. Always there. I said, so let's just pretend that you didn't fall like this. And you would have stayed on the pathway of that prideful thought. Don't you understand? A haughty spirit comes before a fall, but pride before destruction, it would destroy you. So Esau kept you from being destroyed. So, so it's a good thing. It's a good thing. And it's not... It, why? Because God said everything was good when he created it. He, even, even the darkness that he called night and day, he said, was good. Well, the Bible says in Isaiah 45 that God 
formed light and created darkness. He, he made good and evil. I, the Lord God, do all these things. People get mad at me when I quote Isaiah 45, 7. I'm like, well, just go rip it out of your Bible. Throw it away. <laughs> like, send it back to heaven, UPS. Yeah. I didn't write it. I'm just no longer scared of the dark. Why? Because it's light unto me now. I'm not scared of Esau. I'm not scared of my old so nature. So that's the thing. Like, I don't want that to be true because I'm scared of it. Yeah, you're scared of falling. And if you fall, then you won't be accepted by God and you'll be rejected. And you're really afraid of rejection. You're afraid of not being accepted. You're afraid of being a failure. Yes. Yeah. I'm very hard on myself. Yeah. And the Bible says that even your best is as filthy rags. So this is what I tell people whenever they're, they're in that mode. I'm like, go ahead and do the best. Make the best filthy rags you can. Go ahead. And they're like, what? I'm like, you're going to make filthy rags anyway. Just make them. And God said he'll, he'll order your steps. So go ahead and make screwed up plans. And trust God to fix them. Go ahead and be weak and his strength will be made perfect. Don't you know that no weapon formed against you will prosper? And even if anything rises against you, God will take it and turn it for your good and his glory. Wherein lies your fear? I 